Three, two, one, go. Hey, I'm Katie. Hey, I'm Chris. And welcome to the Product versus Engineering Podcast. So, I think we need to talk about product performance, how we measure it, what we do with it, why it's important, what it is, all that. And uh, <laughs> all of that. All of that. And then. Why should I care? About, yeah, why you should care. Of course, <laughs> that's what this whole this whole podcast. You, you, is you're trying to you, to, to convince <laughs> me that that's that's valuable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then we'll talk about user feedback. I mean, we're yeah. quite a few episodes in, and I'm still not convinced. I know you're still calling me, <laughs> screaming at me. <laughs> no, don't scream. <laughs> we're in violent agreement. Passionate. Violent agreement. Yeah. So yeah, today will be part of performance. Okay. So we're just going to give you an example to start out with. So hopefully everybody can relate to how, what it is and how you kind of measure it. Um, And Chris, I'm sure you're going to have a bunch of questions as I go. So don't ask me questions I can't answer though. (laughs) I like to talk over you. It's like my favorite thing to do. Okay. Um, so in the episode when we talked about what product is, um, we talked about creating this hypothetical B2C product, right? And so we took that through a process and let's say we've launched it now. It's out in the market. People are using it. And we've... We've burned it to the world. Yes, it is in the world. And we've determined that our retention rate is not what we wanted, so let's say <laughs> not what we wanted. Not what could we that want. be? Could that? Could, so so let me let me let, let's go back. Do you? This is going way back. Do you mm-hmm. model retention up front? So do you model? So I know we're at product performance and we're trying to figure out it's not where it is. But like this just occurred to me, so I'm going to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Do you? Think about retention as part of the model. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So so essentially when you're going through and you're creating your product strategy, right? You've got your objectives and your goals and the key results, all that stuff, right? Like you need to define what those are. Hopefully one of those is retention. But if it's not something that the company is focused on, maybe it's not. Um, if this is the very first product you're ever creating and this is the first version to market, Maybe it's not retention. Maybe it's acquisition, right? Like, but retention becomes an issue at some point in time. So let's assume that, yes, we have an OKR for retention. (laughs) And we wanted to hit, I don't know, um, let's say 45 or 50% in the first 180 days, first two quarters. But we're sitting at 30%. So retention is easy. To calculate and as we go into what product performance is and how you can measure it there are more complicated metrics out there that need more data than some companies have if they don't have tools to measure product performance but we'll talk about that when you when you talk when you talk about tools to measure mm-hmm. 
I feel like people become very tool heavy and I think it's what you have for now. Yes. It can be directional, right? But yeah. like do something. Yes. Yeah. That, right? that I don't want to hear, oh, I don't have the tools so I can't measure. No, 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 no. Like do something. Yeah. It, it Just try to be as good as you can today and get better. Right? Yeah. Yes. And it becomes almost an excuse, right? Well, we don't have, or yeah, we have yeah, yeah. this and we can't use it. Or, I mean, I've, I, I don't trust the data. That's all. another one. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. Nobody's data. That's is not real. real. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Only ever. the data that they're arguing their point on is ever yes. right. And yours is wrong. Yes. Yes. So yes. True. So, okay. So where was I? Um, so retention we were rate. We're talking about retention. Yeah. Retention rate to calculate that. All you need to know is active users at the beginning of the month and active users at the end of the month, right? You can typically, hopefully, find that out from data you have inside your organization because you know how many people have opened or created profiles, opened accounts, whatever it might be, right? So that's an easy one. Doesn't require Google Analytics. Just requires your own data. And that, to your point, is do the best you can do with what you have. And sometimes that's all you have because products may not have thought about analytics when they were first built. And I've experienced that a number of times. Anyways, so... I think that's, I think that's super common. It's very common. Like I, I, yeah, it's super common. It, it's it's really like, common. how do you know it's working if you don't know what... Like, I've I done a lot of A-B tests in my life. And mm-hmm. yeah, the number of times it'd be like, well, what are we tracking? You know, that kind of stuff. I think that's yeah. super important. I, I do think it's worth a discussion early on when you're building stuff. At least I ask this question is, you know, how do we know it's working and what are the, because there are new metrics that come out of this stuff, right? Oh, like yeah. this is how we know it's going to work and like subscription billing, you know, mm-hmm. f- trial to trial to bill, like bill through, mm-hmm. what is bill through, right? Which is just another quasi retention metric, right? Depending on what you are yeah, thinking about. Like, do you, I, I don't think retention is just a, a user does the user keep going back month over month either? Like there's many flavors of retention, right? Like sure. in your mind, like sure. there's retention in terms of dollars, which is what a lot of people want to know. Yeah. Right. Are people canceling? Right. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, but if we're just looking at basic, basic retention as just an example, it's a very easy thing to get to. I guess I just say all of that to say that it doesn't have to be super complicated. Product performance doesn't have to be super complicated. And you shouldn't think because you don't have a tool to measure product performance that you can't measure product performance. You may not be, you won't be able to get as deep as you could if you had something to help you with that, but you can still do it. So should we just hop into overall product performance now? Like what it is? Yeah, I, 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 I think you need to measure. Like, I think the question needs to be asked no matter what. Like, how are we going to measure it? That doesn't, to your point, doesn't necessarily need to be engineering. They can be proxy metrics and that's okay. Right. But I I don't, we should just measure, try to measure in any and everything and figure it out later in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you make a really good point to just kind of help people understand that measurement analytics at least in my career have has been tough across the board 
And even in being in the position of consulting and working with clients directly and saying, okay, so we've got this great product strategy. How are we going to measure whether or not we're achieving these objectives? And they kind of look like deer in the headlights, right? And it's like, you got to have some analytics in place. And I'm like, oh, well, we've got Google, you know, or we've got such and such, or we have nothing. Oh, we'll talk about the later, later. And so there were a couple of times where you're trying to sell these guys on whoever your partner is at the time <laughs> on a tool, right? To, to help them measure these things. But I, I think that so many organizations and so many product people, myself included, get overwhelmed at the thought of analyzing the data. And I will say for me, that's probably like my weakest muscle. I can do it, but I haven't done it like other people have, right? And I haven't had to do it my whole entire career. So I would just say it's not, it's not just you, whoever you are that is, that's, that's listening, right? Like this is a common thing across the board, I think. I think that's common. true. So number one, I, I, I believe this is learnable. Like I, I think you can Absolutely. learn these things. Yeah. I think the good, the good thing now that maybe I didn't have 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, right, is there's available resources to help mm -hmm. people get through this, right? Yeah. And I think that's super important. I think mm -hmm. you got to always be adding arrows to the quiver, mm -hmm. um, whatever that means for your chosen craft. I think yeah. you always got to be adding that. And I mean, you can spend millions, you can spend a little, it's all hard, right? Yeah. Because you don't really know. Yeah. You just kind of have to get agreement and be honest and transparent about where you are with, you know, the data that you have and why you're making the inference that you're making, right? Because there's a lot of people that'll be like data driven. I'm not super fond of that term. I feel more data in informed is a better term, right? I'm using the data to inform my experience, my opinion, whatever that happens to be to, to come to a, a conclusion or an outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, you could, you could a B test your way into a non-perfect experience, just looking at conversion and not the overall customer experience, for instance. Absolutely. So what is pro so is, what's deeper underneath product performance? Mm, deeper, like, what do you mean by deeper? Well, you said you wanted to talk about it. Oh. oh before well. I went off on my tangent. <laughs> Got it. I mean, I guess I just wanted to touch on like what it, what it is, right? Aside from measuring retention. <laughs> but essentially product performance is making sure your product is meeting the needs of your users and meeting the needs of the business. And typically in organizations that aren't measuring product performance or product usage, you're only looking at the business needs. That's one way it can go sideways, but we can talk about that later. So you just, you want to know whether or not you're achieving your objectives. And so is it as simple as we know what success looks like, or we think we know what success we think looks we like. Know. Mm -hmm. And then the question is, how do we know we're being mm -hmm. successful? Exactly. And that can be one or n number of things, right? Yeah, but I, I mean... Is there a limit to, in your mind? Like, you know, really generally people only follow like a few things. So it's like always three things. When you're telling a story, it's three, one or three things, right? Yeah, I, I always used to say like three to five working with clients, right? And that 
I mean, coming up with three sometimes was tough for people because you got to dig deep. I mean, some people get so focused on, well, we want to increase revenue. Okay. But how are you going to- That's an outcome. That's an outcome. Right. Like that is an outcome, right? right? Like I didn't understand this till recently. Love the process, right? People get so focused on outcome goals instead of process goals, mm. right? And they get sideways because they're not achieving the outcome. Are we doing the right things? Are we focused on the right stuff? If the answer is yes, then, then yeah, I mean, there's always this, is it achieving the ultimate outcome? Yes or no, right? But like, if you just focus on that kind of one, revenue number is a big one, right? Always, yeah. it's yeah. always... Oh, no matter wherever I was, it was always talked about. Mm -hmm. Are we making the best decisions we can to affect that outcome? Right. And how are we measuring that we're, that those decisions are working or not working? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's it. And you control what you can control, right? Yeah. I guess that's a better way to say it. Control what you can control. So product performance can be a number of things. You can look at product usage. You can look at sales. You can look at market share and profitability, which we were just talking about. I think in organizations where you don't have product performance or product usage, rather, you get stuck in number of sales, number of transactions, number of users, and revenue. And those then become, you know, like the... God, I hate this term, but the North Star <laughs> of everything you do. And it's not to say that that's I enjoy wrong. a good North I enjoy <laughs> a good North Star. I do. I think people use it in a lot of different ways that maybe oh, I don't sure. necessarily agree with. Sure. But like when we when when people talk about values, what happens is th- this is just my thing and and I if I ever start a business or ever have an organization Brand values are value, not not the brand values, but I think those values, internal and external, are the values, right? Yeah. And I think you need to live by those, and that's how you make those decisions. So I'm 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 in for a good North Star. <laughs> I my introduction to North Star was was interesting. Anyway, so yeah, so in a in a place where you're not measuring or you don't have a tool to to measure product usage, you usually get kind of stuck on those, those metrics I just talked about. And that's okay. But I would say as a product manager, you need to drive towards understanding how your users are using your product, because that's what's important. Great. If you have great revenue, great. If you have great sales, whatever it is, but how do you know your product's good just because you're making money? There are a number, I think about this quite often when I'm using apps. There are a number of many bad user experiences in large companies, right? And they're still making sales. So people will sit through if they're motivated enough to get the thing they're trying to get through that transaction, they'll sit through a really crappy user experience. Oh, yeah. And you'll think, Ooh, yeah. oh, we're, we're making the sales. We're good to go. Everything is good. No, it doesn't mean that. It does not, does not equate to that, right? Yeah, so that's in my mind what product performance is. There's always this question of who owns it. 
and <laughs> I think next season everyone we're talk about that's that's my that that's well, my best that is my most favorite answer ever <laughs> in a meeting. <laughs> if everybody owns it, no one owns it. <laughs> that's true. And oh, what I was going to say is, I think we're talking next season about or in season two about um, I think roles and responsibilities. We're at least going to touch on a lot of roles in the organization. Spoiler alert. But spoiler alert of season two. Nobody knows about this, and you just drop that we're talking about this. So yeah, come back for season. I two. mean, I, I, my my contract is up after the end of the season. Oh. <laughs> I'm okay. sure it's going to be really difficult to get you back too. It might be. It might be. I'm gonna have some like red M and M riders on this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, I'll make sure to. Yep. 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 So the response. I will take young- hugs from my my youngest <laughs> nephew or ne- youngest niece. Sorry, Your my youngest, youngest niece. <laughs> Wrong oh part gosh. of the family. My that youngest niece. Um... That could be tough. That should be a podcast. In- yeah. Well, see. <laughs> Look, I can't help it if she doesn't like anybody except no. me and her dad. That's <laughs> true. The worst is when she shimmies away from you. <laughs> Look, that's... Anyways. Well, anyway, yeah. So, responsibility for product performance, I believe, sits with product management. The definition or the acquisition of it? Or both? I think you can share the acquisition of it, which I've seen in the past. So to me, this is like a barometer of how mature an organization is, is who has to pull the product analytics, who is creating, like who's pulling the data, who's creating the reports. If it's product, then that tells me that it's probably a smaller org, maybe a startup, right? a pretty immature org if it's if you've got like an organization or a business and a business intelligence organization or you've got a team of data analysts then you're probably much more mature and data scientists data scientists data what's the difference no no i'm not getting into that i'm not getting into that here (laughs) okay that's a whole other guess (laughs) I, i i you know i think I do think a lot of the metrics that people want to measure mm-hmm. are already in the system, logins, things like that, like that that kind of stuff. Like I think you could do Google Analytics. I feel like that's too much data at times because it's like all the things, right? You know, every single page view, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like I think we talk about them in, or I talk about them in business transactions. So what is the transaction? They logged in, right? Like right. is the simplest thing. Or they did some action that resulted in something. Listen yeah. to a podcast, for instance. <laughs> like, so, like, I, that, like, and that's, like, those are things that I think engineering, quite frankly, should be able to help with. Absolutely. Right? Like, here are all the things, right? There, there are definitely the... I used to ask these like crazy questions. What happens when the when it's the first Tuesday of every quarter and you know what I mean? And yeah. and that's that's like the data analysts, you know, and 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 the data scientists give you these really interesting answers because you're like probing for something. Yeah. Right, but you don't know what you're looking for. Right? The the splunking of the data, if you will. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. I think I think is super interesting. But yeah, I you know, I if we want to talk about that, I I know somebody really good to talk about that. But I do I do believe like measuring business transactions, right, is a good is a good easy way to do it because you have you should be doing it in the system anyways. Yeah. Right. But I still you- I mean, I don't know I feel like that's still surface level kind of information. It doesn't tell you like is your login process smooth? I mean people are logging in. You're you're still drawing some assumptions there. You know um, what I mean? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know if smoothness is measured. I mean people would go down to the amount of time it takes. Yeah. I don't know if that I I I don't buy that. I I don't. Why don't you buy it? Uh, because there's too much that you don't control in that. In login or yeah. what? So like depending on where you measure it, and mm-hmm. I mean I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but depending on where you measure it, yeah, like you don't own the condition of the internet at that given point in time. Well, you true. don't own the condition of the. So so like the. <laughs> you are the, an engineer. <laughs> Well, you don't. Oh, I trust know. me. I've been I've been in many meetings. I've been in many meetings about this kind of stuff. Yes. And it's like, why can't it go faster? Well, I don't know why the cell tower in the middle of Texas doesn't yeah. work as well as the one in Dallas. Yes. Right. Like I don't know. Yeah. Right. And so, like, there's too many variables that you don't control. Now, you could, you could do the transaction. Like, there's an SLA SLO conversation in yeah. there to talk mm-hmm. about but to me when i talk to anyone that's not in that that will be the engineer it's fast it takes less than 500 milliseconds cool <laughs> right and we'll give that answer and there'll be, be people like why does it take them three minutes to get through it and it's like well the screens suck right? right so like there's this so there's this qualitative and quantitative piece to that mm-hmm. yeah and like if somebody were to ask me that right like how do we know it's working that's a des- like is is really to, in my mind a design activity it is but right. but how how are you measuring it like you can't measure that with with uh data that says somebody has just logged in or or data that they've completed a transaction right well it depends i mean it, it also depends on what you're looking for right yeah if, oh, if your yeah, thing is sure. if you're indexing on i want to be the fastest login experience on the face of the planet. Then, or if you want yeah. to measure engagement. I mean, I don't know that you could. Engagement's dicey. Measure- it, yeah. Engagement's dicey to me. Yes. It's so, like, and I feel like. Okay. <laughs> if you're Facebook or meta, if you're meta, if you're yeah. Google. Yeah. Right. Daily monthly active users make sense because that is ad inventory. Mm-hmm. Right, like they're selling ad inventory. Right. So knowing how many impressions I have every day, right, is is a good way to do that. I think that's a good proxy. If you're a service, right, that is rendering a service. You know, somebody comes to you and asks you to do something, and and you do it, and and you you fulfill an order. Let's say, mm-hmm. right, that is not a daily monthly active user thing i don't i think a lot of i think a lot of companies get caught up in in that metric because it is what people understand 
Yes. But I, I feel like people don't use it. Don't like you got to understand why that was why that's important for the companies that use it and understand yeah. where your place is in that. Yeah. I want people to be doing actions, right? I right. they're here to do a job. They've hired your software to do a job. Are you doing that job? Right. So I generally fall in the fall in the as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. I just do, right? Like because that's what everybody wants. Yeah. I mean my, my um, son gets annoyed when he can't watch H D streaming. I mean it just you know, that's what people expect these days, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, to that point, like, you could measure quite a bit with just the data you have without using a Google or another tool. But you Adobe. made a point that I wanted to, yeah, that I wanted to tack on to is when you're creating the product strategy, part of that is understanding what the business strategy is and how you're going to support that with the product that you have, right? So you would, hopefully... At that point, understand what is important to the business and how do I move that move those goals or whatever they are? How do I impact that for the business with the product I'm about to create? Those should be your objectives or they should be included in your objectives. So, you know, the business will decide these are the things we're going to look at. You may work at a business that has no idea too. I've been there and you may be the one who says we need to be looking at XYZ. Great. Lots of product people have to sell business executives on analytics quite a bit. So I think they have to, I think a lot of people have to sell a lot of it. it it's, it's always a tough sell. Yeah, it is. It is one of the hardest, hardest things. And, and it'll be like, okay, accept it. But how do I know the data is right? Like, it, it's just, well, that. It, I, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, yeah, I, and not only that, like even... the number of times you, ha I, I have had to essentially make a case to keep, to renew the contract with our, our analytics vendor, because executives don't see the value out of that, out of those analytics. I've had to do that so many times. <laughs> well, since you've spoiled season two, th these are definitely questions. Like these are definitely questions I think we should probe for every single person we talk to next season. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because like knowing some of the people that we're going to talk to, which are all great. It'll be interesting. I, I can imagine some, you know, some, some, <laughs> some answers there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it comes down to personality. You know, some people like to feel it, right? Yeah. I can feel. Somebody said to me, you know, the feel versus real thing is different, right? What you yeah. feel and what is real are two different things. But yeah, I, I agree. I think you have to have a culture. Like, you have to have a culture. And I, I think it needs to come. It needs to come from leadership of... Mm -hmm asking for the data like mm -hmm. how did you come to this conclusion and and people see that as questioning and i think mm -hmm. it's the show the work right yeah. like my son does long division show the work right mm -hmm. and i think it's important not you don't necessarily have to do it if you're telling a good story the question may come that you need to answer it you need to show the work yeah right yeah. and i think it's important like so you got to do the work 
just to synthesize the work, to share the work. Yeah. So you have it, right? Like, and it's it's hard. Yeah. It's not easy. It takes time. You know. It's not. And it's imperfect. Honestly, if product is responsible for it too, from like for the whole thing, for product performance, gathering the data, analyzing the data, it is typically on the back burner unless unless leadership is requesting it, right? Then it becomes part of your daily, monthly work that you need to report on. But you're absolutely right. It needs to come from leadership and it doesn't often enough. Okay, so that's who's responsible for it. It depends. I believe on the maturity of the organization, size of the organization. <laughs> but products should be asking for it. Products should be asking the organization for analytics. Even if you don't have a tool, give me the data that you have so I know that my product is working somehow. All right, so why should anyone care about product performance? It's the only way. No one can see your face. <laughs> I know. No one can That's see the, the massive like, eye roll. <laughs> um, product performance, measuring product performance is one of the only ways you know whether or not you're achieving your objectives. So how else are you measuring that if you're not measuring product performance? How else does that happen? How else have you seen it happen, Chris? Yeah, exactly. Revenue. Thumb in the wind. Sales. Thumb in the wind. <laughs> Users. It's, yeah, it goes down to that. So it also tells you what's working, what's not working, right? So where you can make improvements. So that goes back to the conversation we were having earlier is like, how do I know if login's great or smooth or whatever it is? Or how do I know my payment, my payment what is it called? My payment flow. <laughs> My payment flow is. And you good. worked in payment flows. <laughs> just That's crazy. Out of my mind. How do wow. I know if my flow is you know, good? How do wow. I know if I'm converting people, et cetera, right? You don't know that stuff. You know, number of transactions, but how many people came there and didn't transact because your flow was absolute shit? You don't That's know. abandonment. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there. Uh, the other thing is, is there are terms for a lot of this. Stuff yes, there is. That you just have to like yeah. Google for. Wait, what yeah, is it? Like, what is it called when they do this? And then, there it is. Yeah. It's abandonment. And you'll get it's you'll typically, get an ad for somebody to help you. <laughs> yes, I mean it's it's typically it's typically a, it's you know it's like cart abandonment. Yeah. Right. That's a big one in e-commerce, right? Yeah, How many people abandon cart? How many yeah. people put stuff in cart and did not yeah. get there? Yeah. Right. And usually, you know, abandonment, bill through. Huh? I said usually e-commerce business have analytics. Um, I At think. It, oh well, I mean, I think now it comes with every. You know, if you're doing it on Shopify, anyways, if you're selling well, anything, you're so that, I mean, you're yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, like, I I think you know it's abandoned. Like there are terms. I think that's the other thing. There are. This isn't new ground. No. It may be no. new ground for your application, but it's not yeah. new ground. Or right? for and you. But to your point, sure. Google it. Like, what should I be, what metrics should I be worried about for this kind of product? Like, Or you can chat GPT and then it'll tell you everything absolutely. you need to know. Yeah. Because like, it knows all <laughs> up into 2021. Yeah, there's plenty of ways to find out. And then I think the third reason 
and you already made this point actually, but the third reason you should care about product performance is so you can make data informed decisions. I think it's about making better decisions every day. Yes. Right. Every day. Just make a better decision than yesterday and we'll get to a good place. Yeah. Right. All right. So that's why you should care. Figure out what if about, you're- What about validation or dismissal of assumptions? So what about- why do you, I think more heavy, of what is the heavy sigh for? I didn't even get the question that's out. That's just a Welker thing, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> heavy sigh. <laughs> so what about what were you saying? Validation of so assumptions. Assumptions. So you know everybody goes in with a bunch of assumptions. Absolutely. Whatever that happens to be, I think product performance. I, I, I get what you're saying. Product performance is really kind of the measurement of are we trying to achieve the outcome? How would you bake in things to prove or disprove an assumption? And from a product, product performance perspective. What kind of assumption? Because mm. I think there, is, there are assumptions that sit in your objectives. What's a good one? Page load time. So, spent many an hours looking at this. And I think some companies will show up and say, if you, if you decrease page load time by 30%, you'll increase revenue by X percentage. Mm -hmm. I've heard it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Researched it over and over and over again. Did a lot of work on page performance over and over and over again. And the assumption there is that it's like, like I can get I can get behind Amazon being that way. Yeah. Right. Because you're click by, right? I cannot get behind a product flow that you have to walk through to get to the thing. Mm -hmm. So some type of funnel you have to go through. Yeah. Right. And if they're specifically want to do a particular activity with high intent, that assumption doesn't always hold true. Right. I'm right. not saying it should be like slow. But to your point earlier, right, people will suffer through a bad experience if the intent is high. Yeah. So one of the assumptions could be, we believe we have high intent shoppers or we believe we have high intent purchasers, mm -hmm. but we see abandonment rates like crazy, mm -hmm. right? Like that's how that probably would show up, right? People might mm -hmm. get partway through it and then just abandon the cart because right. it's, it takes too long, right? Yeah. So how do you prove or disprove that assumption, right? Because there is that, there is the intent, like we haven't talked a lot about intent, but intent to that. And how mm -hmm. do you pinpoint that? Or you were assumption. asking if you can do that with product performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I or think so. Or should it encompass that? So if there's an assumption like we have high intent shoppers, mm -hmm. right? Would you, mm -hmm. would you intentionally add some sort of some measurement to to that yeah to product performance okay yeah absolutely i that think all of... but okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay of course i mean that's that's the thing my though, 500 right? word question was just yeah <laughs> if you if you have especially if you have a tool that will help you i mean i don't want to say it's endless but it's you have a lot of data um that you can you can do a lot of stuff with. Okay. All right. So I think we already talked about how do you do, how do you do it? 
Yeah. Because we talked about objectives. I mean, the only other thing is like, I've already said this multiple times, you don't have to have a tool, but if you have a tool, you can do more with it and understand more about your product, right? So it's like that next layer of information. But it's not required. The other thing, though, is what's really nice about the some of the tools that are out there now is they're made with product people in mind who not all of us are. Um, I don't want to say tech savvy, but we're not technically inclined. And when I first started in product and I was getting analytics, I had to have a developer do all of the stuff. Like, can you do this on this page so that I can get this information, et cetera, et cetera. By like 2018, yeah, 2018, there were products in the market that I could actually implement myself without development's help. So it empowered me to be able to set it up, go in, find what I wanted, et cetera, which I loved because when you have to have engineering's help, it just delays it. Careful. It becomes, Careful. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying it's not a, it like, you have to push and push and push on those because there's more important things than analytics to put into a page or whatever it might be, right? So it just isn't a priority of engineering. <laughs> it's not a priority. It's not a priority for the company is what I've yes. heard the last 30 yes. minutes about. That's that's very true. But anyway, so there's good products out there. Um, do your research if your product if your company doesn't have anything and find some find some good good ones to recommend. Um, so, and we already talked about in the absence of measuring product performance, what happens, right? So you're going to look at, (laughs) well, yeah, you do. And you end up just looking at revenue transactions or sales and then users. Then you have, I mean, we talked about this too. If you're not measuring that next layer of product performance, you don't know how people are using your tool, like your product. Um, you don't know if it's taking them 10 minutes to get through your payment flow (laughs) or if it's a snappy, quick transaction, you don't know where people are getting stuck. And then the last point I want to make about this is if you go towards revenue and sales and users, then the voice of the business becomes louder and the voice of the customer becomes smaller. And then that's where you start to see this imbalance of the business of the needs over the user needs. And as a product person, you are supposed to be there for the user, balancing that against what the business needs, right? So I've been in that position so many times where I've felt like I've had to argue for my users for a product that this business built, right? So that to me is is a really hard spot to be in. But you if you if you know about it before you get there, this is where you're headed, you can do some things to kind of head off and hopefully do it a little bit differently. Thanks for listening to us about product performance. We hope you got something out of it. Next episode, we dive into user feedback and ask the question, is it worth it? Thanks for listening to the Product versus Engineering podcast. You can learn more at prodversenge.com. That's P-R-O-D-B-S-E-N-G.com. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode and leave us a rating and review if you like what you hear. 
We'll see you next time.